The Dallas Cowboys have officially moved on from offensive coordinator Kel Moore. What now? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Dallas Cowboys have officially moved on from Kellen Moore. What was your initial reaction when you saw the tweet from Tom Pelsaro? My initial reaction was, man, I guess I don't have to worry about Cowboys content again this uh, this next week. Uh, really have as content. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be selfish there, but um, you know, my initial thought was, I, I, I'm kind of, sh- I'm shocked. You know, uh, I, I guess there's so much here, right? There's like, I, I, there's so much more that we need to know. There's so much more that is uh, uh, hard that like is such uh, such a point that like such, there's so much that we need to know in order to kind of come up with. A, we're, with we're less with than 24 decisions. hours. Into this, yeah. Like kind of that, that's the problem is all we know right now is that Kellen Moore has been fired and that it's been reported that Mike McCarthy is playing, is going to call plays next season. Well, that's all that we know at this point. Also, we and know that he's all, and he's all, that's the really interesting thing to me. Yeah. He's already been hired as the Chargers yeah. offensive coordinator. So can we talk about that to begin with? Yeah, let's talk about that first. Because okay. I saw, first of all, a lot of people on Twitter, like the Cowboy fans, for the most part, were excited, right? Because they, for whatever reason, they don't like Cal Moore, and he ended up becoming the scapegoat. Well, because because the Cowboys just lost a game, so any right. change is good, no matter what, right? right? Like it doesn't matter what the change is; it's good. Like I saw a lot change. of respected beat writers and Twitter personalities being like, "You know what? Hey, Kellen Moore's an upgrade over who we have in Buffalo right now, or who we have in Tampa yeah. Bay. Let's go out and get him," which is kind of funny. But playoff playoff teams that were playoff saying teams. that, not 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 like you know you know the worst teams in the league, like the Bills were saying this and the Chargers yes. were saying yes. this, so. I do want to say the wording is important. Uh, Tom Pelosaro's tweet, he said the Cowboys and the in Kellamore have mutually yeah. agreed to to part ways. Yes, Kellamore is then rumored to be interested in the Chargers job, and he takes the job the next morning at like nine thirty a.m. Eastern time. What that tells me is that. While the Cowboys might have wanted to move on from Kellen Moore, there's a chance that Kellen Moore also just wanted to move on from the Cowboys and kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, you know what? I don't have to be here with all this. I can go to <laughs> 15 other jobs and take the job that I want. And he did. He took the most, the, the, the best job that was available. He got within 16 hours of being let go from the Cowboys. That tells you quite a bit. 
Yeah, that he's a uh, highly sought after uh, play caller in this league and considered one of the best young offensive minds in 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 the NFL. And the Cowboys got rid of him. <laughs> so I, you know, look, there are so many angles here, but but I guess the thing that you know that 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 kind of lends to is this doesn't seem like a very well thought out plan. You know, like this doesn't seem like. Uh, and, and again, I tweeted this out, and, and, and even this got a lot of feedback. I, I want to see like the full plan. Like, what 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 does this actually mean? Does this mean that we're going to be using some so, sort of form of the Kellen Moore offense that now Mike McCarthy is going to be calling, or are we like reinstalling the new the Mike McCarthy offense with whoever we we actually get hired to be our offense coordinator? That more on that later. Well, we'll get to uh, that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, what what is the actual particulars of it? Because that matters quite a bit. Because if we're talking about like wiping clean and installing a Mike McCarthy West Coast based offense with completely different terminology. And, you know, starting from scratch, maybe maybe keeping some of the old stuff, but basically kind of re, you know, re redoing everything so that the terminology and the language is what Mike's used to so that he can call the plays and, get, and be used to everything. I, I don't understand it, how that works at all, just based well, on the on the team, larger team building 10,000 foot view of this team. I don't understand how that's incongruent with what they're trying feels to like do with the rest back. of the team at all. It, it, yeah. My, my question to you is. Why did the Cowboys feel like they needed to shake things up? Not only with Kellen Moore, we should also mention their their quarterback coach, Doug Dusemeyer, also let go, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Why why let Kellen Moore and Doug go after a twelve and five season where you went four and one with a backup quarterback? You were one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Why did you feel the need to make such drastic changes in an NFC that, frankly? looks like it could be wide open again next year. Well, especially since, you know, uh, some roster reconfiguring seemed to get you a step further than where you were the yes. previous year. Yes. So I don't understand why, like, even further roster configuring couldn't get you another step forward. I, I don't know. Like, I I have a hard time kind of coming up with the, the logic for this move. Uh, and I feel like there's still more that we don't know. I think – you're right in the sense that there probably was actually a, a true mutual desire uh, on both sides to, to part ways. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess th- there's lots of other things that just don't add up. Like why do this with the last year of Dak's contract, right? Like, I mean, the last year of Dak's guaranteed contract, right? Yeah. Like that, that he's de- definitely going to be on the team. Why do this when you probably only have one more season of Dan Quinn left? unless your plan is to get Mark McCarthy fired and have Dan Quinn be the head coach. Why do this while getting rid of the quarterback coach who probably could have just easily stepped in and been your offensive coordinator. And then they could have run the basically the same system as you had last year, except McCarthy calling plays and Dak knowing all the terminology and understanding the offense at, you know, at the level of a quarterback who's been in that system for seven years. You know, it's just, there's lots of things about this that we don't have answers to that, don't make a lot of sense, like when considered with all the other elements of what's going on. Yep. Um, man, we got a lot to dig into here. We're let's talk about Mike McCarthy and then the offensive coordinators that have been rumored okay. to be mentioned with the Cowboys. Before we do that, we want you to know that this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Pick projection. 
You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Just download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Uh, first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, if you deposit 100, that means Prize Picks will give you 100. Deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Also, want to let you know about the Senior Bowl. Locked On is heading into the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards uh, have these players climbing. Are they falling? Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft Show for nightly live shows from Senior Bowl starting on Tuesday. They'll have shows on Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll also have a show coming up tomorrow with Chad Ryder. Had to bump Chad tomorrow because of the, the Kellen Moore news, mm-hmm. but... Uh, make sure you guys are ready for that. We're going to talk about the offensive coordinator, Landon, but to me, it almost doesn't matter for the reason that we heard yesterday from Tom Pelzaro, which is Mike McCarthy is going to call plays. I, again, I, I just want, what are your initial thoughts on the, the the report that McCarthy is going to be calling the plays for this team next year? I mean, again, I think the big thing here is whose plays are he's call, is he calling? I don't have a problem with him. Like if we're just talking about it, it's the playbook that we're gonna tinker with a little bit, and he's calling you know the kind of Cowboys offensive plays, right? Like it, it, it's just, it's gonna. Then have I've got to a problem, be. man. Then yeah. I, you know because they're gonna have to spend the entire off season relearning an offensive uh, system. I mean, obviously there's probably aspects of it that are in the system now, but I'm assuming language is gonna need to change. And and basically what you're doing by doing that is throwing out all that familiarity that 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 gave Dak like an extra level of special. Because he knew all the answers because he's been in the system for ever and ever. So now you're kind of putting Dak on his on the wrong foot but for his, at least early on the season. Do you think there's probably. a chance that they just use whatever system they were using and it's just Mike McCarthy calling the plays now? Because I That makes the I, most sense to me. Like it makes I, the like, most sense, but at the same time it's like, okay, why? Why? Well, I'll tell you why, because the alternate is to dust off the 10-year-old West Coast playbook that doesn't come from a Shanahan uh, branch. It's been outdated and already been like, you know, there have been like four different innovations back and forth since uh, he's been calling plays in his system. Uh, and, and then you have to learn all that. And, and, and the West Coast system is a very verbose, like, uh, language. It's got a lot of, like, really lengthy you, stuff. You so would it's- be purposely taking a step back. Knowing that your offense is going to get worse doing that because it's just going to take you time to learn that system. Which is totally fine, like, in a vacuum. It's okay to take a step back to move forward, but it doesn't make sense with – the, the contract situations with your head coach, the contract the situation with, with, the your, players, with, with your right? with coach, the timeline of the players, the way that you've uh, been set up on defense. It's not it, like I said, it, it, it's in of itself. It's not problematic, but the particulars of the way that this is going to be laid, like actually executed, considering the all the other things that are involved, the contracts, the timelines. The the you know, everything else it, it doesn't make any sense. You're ready to load up again this year. You got Quinn back. 
you need to find a way to get a step better this year, not take a step better step back this year and hope that two years from now you're going to take two steps forward. You don't have two years with this offense, basically. Sure. So uh, I, I, that's the part I don't understand is why take the risk of having to relearn a system which potentially will may, which may make you better down the road if you're if you're given multiple years to try to develop it. But we don't have that necessarily. Dak is basically on a, on a one year guaranteed deal. McCarthy is not guaranteed to be be here beyond this year. It just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, so he, let's give you some positives. The good news is that when McCarthy has called plays in the past, Green Bay's offenses have been really good. Like I'm looking at it now, like starting in 2007. This is in points per game. Fourth, fifth, third, tenth year Rodgers got hurt. One, five, eight, one. Gave it up in 2015. They, were point, they ended up being 15th in points. He does have he, he has a pretty good sense of calling plays. I think he's aggressive. You're going to see them pass the ball more. But we also have to remember why McCarthy gave up calling plays in 2015. It's because it took away from his ability to manage games. They were ending up losing a lot of these games because he was he couldn't focus on everything else that a head coach needs to do including clock management. So the Green Bay ownership in the front office basically said, "Hey, you have to give up play calling to be a better head coach. I mean, McCarthy's a lot older now. He's what? He's in his 60s now? Is he suddenly going to be really good at multitasking and doing both? I don't know. I would feel better about it if he had like a grizzled vet assistant head coach that worked with him for a long time. But the Cowboys fired that guy as well. So I don't know yeah, what we're doing. Exactly. And they also fired the, co- the the other coach who could have possibly known the offense if they if, even if they wanted to stick with what they currently have. They fired the the quarterback coach. So uh yeah, this I mean again, uh all those things you said are true and then on top of that it's not just like McCarthy having to, you know, be the play caller. It's having to install this playbook while also being the head coach. So, you know, his entire offseason will be led up with that. So you know, it, it just it, it seems like a bunch of folks all kind of making decisions mutually, you know, exclusive of of each other. They're, they're like they're not like they're, there's no like conversation about where the overall team is headed. It's Does it like, feel like this is a a not a ploy, but a way for Mike McCarthy to potentially keep his job longer. Oh, that's one hundred percent what's happening. Like, yeah, like. Th- that's what's happening, but it doesn't even make sense for that, I guess, is my point. Like, if I'm Mike McCarthy, like, I, I understand the idea of, like, well, this is my last chance to keep my job. But, like, like that's not even – like, this is not a good plan for, for even trying to execute that. Like, 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 I mean, because the bar is set at being better than the division round of the playoffs for this year. Not for, the like, you know, the next coming – like, you're not getting, like, a – another shot to rebuild this or, or, or like an, an extra two year, like uh, a reprieve. We just fired our offensive coordinator for having basically a top five offense and then getting us to the division round. Like if you do anything less than that, you're getting fired either way. So why take the risk of, you know, the potential of taking steps back in an offense that, uh, that you're learning, which is a high, high level of probability in your last season to kind of prove things in, in, in order to get, you have to get to the NFC championship game to, to save your job. Why would you make huge changes when, uh, you know, slight alterations got you one round better than you were previous season. It just, 
It's very it strange. doesn't make sense even for that angle, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. It doesn't even make sense for a guy trying to save his job. All right, we're, we're going to talk about potential offensive coordinator candidates in just a second. But I, I do want to ask you, if we're being overly optimistic, is there any way that this could work out for the Cowboys? Like what's what's – yeah. How does this go well for the Cowboys in, in which it's like, hey, you know, maybe in hindsight we made the right move? Uh, look, I, I think that there's certainly realms where this where this can work out. I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy is not an idiot. He has called plays in the NFL. And like you mentioned, he's done it well. There is a possibility that, like I said, maybe they do decide to use the game, the the uh, uh, the schemes scheme from last year or at least kind of keep some of the language so there isn't so much of a huge learning curve. Uh I think McCarthy, as far as calling the plays in game, I don't think is I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with Mike McCarthy calling plays per se. What I have a problem with is how you know unthought out this seems to be. How it doesn't mix with the timelines. I think there is a there is a possibility that McCarthy could be better than Kellen Moore at calling a game. You know, as just an offensive coordinator in a game, but the, but the question becomes like all the specifics, like how do we get from the here to there to the point where, you know, McCarthy is it's it, it, it it's not about who's a better play caller, Mike McCarthy versus Kellen Moore. It's about who's a better play caller, Kellen Moore with his complete offensive system installed and four four plus years of experience of, of offensive players that are played in that system. Or Mike McCarthy, who is installing a new uh, offensive system and trying to get everyone to understand how to run the system that he's installing uh, right now, and 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 is th- can that be immediately better than a, a, an experienced offense in a Kellen Moore system? I think that what seems to be is less likely. I think there is a cha- a good chance that you know Kellen that if given some several seasons to kind of get everyone used to the system, that Mike McCarthy system could be better than Kellen Moore's maybe not for sure but it's it's about doing it in the time frame that's been laid out that I have concerns of is it possible absolutely is is it likely I don't know and and that's really the problem is that I I felt like it's a huge swing and the upside isn't where I need it to be in order to take a huge swing like this I yeah. guess I'm again I keep referencing this it's not like Mike McCarthy is super young either. He's not like yeah. a Sean McVay who's 36 years old and can that has the probably has the energy to be able to do both run an offense, call plays, and manage a game. I'm pretty sure that he's the second oldest play caller in the league now, behind only Andy Reid. Pretty sure. I don't. I can't think of anybody who would be older than him. Um, Offensively, I can't. No, kind of, kind of wild. Uh, let's talk about the offensive coordinators. If they even really matter, but do you want uh, to? <laughs> uh, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. If you're new to FanDuel, that's actually even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Just download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on literally everything from money lines to point spreads to who will score the first touchdown to how long will the national anthem be to what color will the Gatorade be that's dumped probably on Nick Sirianni's head at the end of the game. The FanDuel Sportsbook app (laughs) is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid uh, instantly when you win. 
So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your first no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, now the most depressing part of the show. Let's talk about offensive coordinator names that have been rumored for the Cowboys. So the number one name that we've heard for a couple weeks now is Brian Schottenheimer. He seems like he's going to be the favorite to get this job. Uh, how you feeling about Brian Schottenheimer as your offensive coordinator? Not great, Bob. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the guy who, uh, uh, you know, led the Seattle offense to uh, want to completely blow themselves up. I mean, frankly, he did in Seattle what what everyone's basically upset with Kellen Moore doing uh, it, it, here in Dallas, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've never gotten it with Schottenheimer. I just never have understood it. Like, he was he was, did such a great job as the quarterback coach in Indianapolis that Andrew Luck retired. He uh, he went to S- Seattle and he uh, you know had an offenses that rate high, but I mean, they just ran the football almost all the time. Uh, when in a time when you know Russ cooking was a legitimate thing, um, and and just did not allow it, I, you know none of this really matters, like you said, honestly, because it's it's going to be Mike McCarthy calling the plays, and I you know look I, I could trust Brian Schottenheimer to um, you know install an offense during a week, I, like I, I don't think that that's yeah. necessarily an issue. Um, I, I just think it's. It's just not a lot of like super creative offensive minds in this in that room. That's that's the problem I have. You have Mike McCarthy, who we mentioned is like the oldest play caller, second oldest play caller in the league outside of Andy Reid, and, and I don't know that Mike McCarthy is Andy Reid. Um, you know, then you've got Schottenheimer, who's you know another extremely conservative play caller as the as the organizing principal. Well, you know, I, one of my favorite stats is. How efficient are you as a passing offense, right? So I like to use yards per attempt. Do you know how many times Brian Schottenheimer, who's been an offensive coordinator for 12 years, ranked inside the top 10 in yards per attempt passing the ball? How many? Big old zero. Hmm. His best season ever was 2019 when Seattle ranked 12th in yards per attempt in the passing game. He just has not been somebody who has been proven to be an efficient at getting his quarterbacks to play at a high level. His average ranking is 21st in the NFL in yards per attempt in the passing game. It's just not what he does well. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, again, like, it, I don't know how much he's even doing if if McCarthy is calling the play, so it's more just about an organizing coach. But it's just like, you know, it's a it's a nepotism hire. It's a, you know, I mean, let's, let's honestly, right? Like, I mean, come on. He did, he did such a great job with, with Seattle that after Seattle, he went to go be the passing coordinator for the Jaguars in 2021. Like, with, you know, so it's not like he got a bunch of great experience under Urban Meyer that he's going to be bringing to, that he brought to the organization this last year. And then he's been sitting in the organization as kind of a consultant this whole year. And now it's hard not to think of it as, this is like, you know, McCarthy's back pocket offensive coordinator when this very scenario happened. I don't know, man. It's, it's, 
a McCarthy Schottenheim offense is about as depressing as thing as you can hear. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to be that like completely negative guy. And there is certainly ways that this could work out fine, but I mean, just on, on the face of it, as of right now, without further information, like who's the offensive court, uh, who's the offensive line coach, who's organizing the run game, who's organizing the pass game. What offense are we using? Like without any of that, any extra information, my uh, uh, filling in the blanks answers are are not great, and I yeah. and I don't love I don't love what I'm I'm coming up with right now. Now he's not the only option the Cowboys have. There's no. been a couple other guys that have been rumored, and I actually like this next option quite a bit better. Ben McAdoo, who was with the Cowboys in 2021, uh, doing some special assistant stuff, he got hired as the Carolina offensive coordinator this year. And frankly, Carolina did some cool things at the end of the year on offense when he was, I mean, they were really running the ball. Well, Sam Darnold was playing well. McAdoo does have experience with, with uh, McCarthy. You know, he was there all those years in green Bay before becoming the giants offensive coordinator and eventually the head coach. And even the giants weren't awful on offense with Ben McAdoo, but I got to say, I think this one's at least a little bit more intriguing to me than Brian Schottenheimer. I mean, it's Man. not great. It's not great. It's not great. Like, uh, yeah, like it's kind of like the lesser of two evils. That's exactly what it is. It's not like, you know, it's not great. I mean, you know, Ben McAdoo is not an offensive coordinator that you're looking forward to having. Frankly, we weren't even looking forward to having him as a, a offensive assistant. So, yeah, like, look, we can talk about this and, 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 and point these folks out. But, I, again, I, I think – you know, if if it's if it's a Schottenheimer, if it's a McAdoo, like these guys are just you know the organizing nice coaches guys. throughout the week. It's it's a Mike McCarthy offense that we're talking about. We should also mention the Cowboys have to satisfy the Rooney Rule before mm-hmm. they uh, hire a head coach. Which, I mean, it's why the Rooney Rule rule unfortunately doesn't work in the NFL because we know that it's going to be one of these two guys, right? And so who are you going to get that has any type of, you know, like is Eric Bieniemy going to want to come and interview for this job? No way. You're no. going to go from leaving Andy Reid, the oldest guy who's calling plays to Mike McCarthy, who's the second oldest guy calling plays. Do you go out and try to get like a Pep Hamilton who I don't know how it has any experience or like Byron Leftwich? Can you imagine if the Cowboys fired Callum Moore for Byron Leftwich who got fired because he was so bland and bad in Tampa? Like I, well, like I mean, Schott- Schottenheimer was the offensive coordinator when the Cowboys beat Seattle in 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 uh in the, the 2018. So, uh, like, you know, what and we and his what's, what's any different so by getting left switch at this point, right? So, I mean, and that's the thing about this again. Like, <laughs> you fired your you fired your offensive coordinator for you know not calling plays the way I guess for not calling plays well enough in in the playoff game but you managed to potentially hire one of the only offensive coordinators that this team has actually beaten in the playoffs uh you know so it's just it doesn't make any sense it's not adding up it's change for the sake of change which is never a good idea like have a plan and and maybe and again uh, i'm giving them a bit of a doubt maybe it's just that i don't know the plan maybe that we don't have all the information maybe that's the fact and i'm willing to accept that but everything that we know right now doesn't seem to add up to a, a, a congruent plan of team wide. 
I will say one of the things that maybe McCarthy will make sure that the Cowboys do this offseason is don't go into the year with only having one viable receiver who's healthy, right? Like, I got to believe McCarthy's going to be like, hey, if you're going to let me call plays, you better let me go out, out and get the receivers that I need to, to, to use this offense. Go look at the receivers that Green Bay had kind of during the time when McCarthy was calling plays. Like, they were loaded with Greg Jennings and Randall Cobb and Donald Driver and uh oh jones why can't i think of jones's first name but uh Devontae adams later and they, they just had weapons galore james jones right? james jones maybe yeah. maybe that's what mccarthy realizes like hey we got to go get more wide receiver talent and maybe that will help your offense be a little bit more consistent from <laughs> game to game well yeah i mean i mean if, i think if you could do that and then keep Kellen Moore, i think you got something but it's like you know i look and again i guess that's where i'm at again is that I feel like some of this is that the fixes and the changes that folks were looking for uh, could have been done in personnel. And that I think that that's uh, probably where I would have gone. We're going to see how this all shakes out. But like I said, I need a lot more information at this point before I can start feeling good or satisfied about the plan for the offense moving forward. Really quickly before we go, how do you think Callum will do with the chargers? (sighs) I think he'll kill it. I think he'll do great. I think, you know, I think honestly, ultimately the Chargers are the Chargers. So he probably will get screwed by, you know, just the worst injury luck of all time. I'm sure. It does feel like a good fit though, between him and Herbert, right? Absolutely. I think they're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Again, we'll be back tomorrow with Chad Ryder to talk about the Senior Bowl. We'll see you guys then.